Good morning, middle family, and happy Black History Month. My name is Matthew Johnson Harris. Growing up, my favorite Bible scripture was, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I love that Bible verse because it says that just the fact that you woke up is reason enough to celebrate. And nothing celebrates life more than taking a nice cleansing breath. So we're going to take four together. Find a nice comfortable position, no matter where you may be. Shake it out, shake it out. And let's breathe. We breathe in light. Exhale darkness. We breathe in courage. Let go of fear. We breathe in confidence. Let go of self-doubt. We breathe in fierce love. Let go of hate. Let us worship our God. Oh, I didn't 
No, I've been changed. Y'all saying that, queer black men. Hey, everybody. Jackie Lewis here, senior minister at Middle Church. If you don't know me, I'm so glad you're here with us today. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and we are delighted to commemorate Black history, Black heritage, Black joy, Black resilience, Black resistance, Black humor, Black art, Black brilliance in this particular month of February. We do Black history all year long at Middle Church because we know Black history is American history. But how wonderful is it to take a moment to commemorate the special cultural uh, moments in our wonderful multi-ethnic church. So yes, it is the year of the tiger and yes, it is Black History Month. And we have amazing things planned uh, to think about uh, all things Black, uh, starting with a wonderful celebration of Black stories. And that will be February 7, 14, 21, and 28. And as we think about Black stories uh, from 8 p.m. Uh, to 9.30, we're going to do a special review of the movies of Sir Sidney Poitier. So please plan to join uh, Reverend Daryl and me for these four weeks. Get your popcorn, get your chips, get your tea, get your drink, um, and let's sit together and watch these beautiful films. Um, you can find them listed at the website and have a great conversation about this particular genius and this particular telling of Black stories. Uh, secondly, on February 13th, uh, I'll be preaching, and uh, right after my sermon, John Janka, the Reverend John Janka, and the Reverend Amanda Hambrick Ashcraft will be in a conversation together and with me about white allies, white accomplices. What does it mean for white folks to be anti-racist right up in here? And the name of their talk is Blessed Are the Anti-Racists, For They Shall Dismantle Systems. Come on, somebody. Uh, John wrote a really beautiful essay that is uh, at Medium. And Ben has shared that link with us, and we will again. So you want to take a look at that before we get together on the 13th. And listen to these two people I love have a good conversation with me about what it means to be Black and white in America today. Uh, our Freedom Rising Salon is going to be happening on the next Wednesday. Uh, we are doing these every third Wednesday, and it's going to be amazing this time with uh, Latasha Brown of Black Voters Matter and Lisa Sharon Harper, who just wrote a new book called Fortune. It is about how America broke her family and ours and how we fix it together. So you don't want to miss this conversation. You can get a ticket for that on the website. And... Also, it gets you to some other teachings that are gonna happen uh, later on uh, all year long, beautiful salons about how we rise. And finally, on February 20th, we're going to have once again at 10 o'clock, a congregational conversation. We're gonna catch you up on all things we build. We've been doing a lot of hard work on that and we believe we'll have uh, some really important updates for you. So plan to come to the Bible in the middle space and be with us and think about our future and the future of the collegiate church. Whew, that was a lot, but a lot of beautiful things are happening. And I just wanna invite you to go back to the space that Matthew set for us, and to just be in a comfortable space and take a breath. All those announcements we're highlighting will be in the e-blast so that you can you know, keep track of them. And right now I want you to keep track of you for just a moment. 
Natalie is going to be preaching, Reverend Natalie, a beautiful sermon today about our conversations with God, our connections with God, our prayer life with God. There's a beautiful old book called Conversations with God. You can get it wherever you buy books, and it is a collection of prayers written by um, enslaved Africans and newly freed Africans. So think about conversations with God right now as you and I prepare to pray together. My people, my ancestors would have believed that God's grace and love, God's presence was, was here to mediate our troubles, our worries, our suffering. They would have said, trouble don't last always. They would have quoted Bible to say, weeping might last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So let us take a deep breath and imagine that. <coughs> Holy One, our lives are so full of so many worries. We've surpassed 900,000 deaths to COVID in our nation. And we can go out and about in the world and it, it seems as though some folks just don't believe the risk they take when they're maskless, when they don't distance, when they don't get inoculations. So we pray God mercy on the healthcare workers, on the scientists, on the parents wrestling with children at home from school, on the teachers, on the folks on the subway and in the street, on the restaurant workers and the grocery store bodega workers who put their lives, God, in your hands because of the way other folks do COVID. Have mercy on us all, Lord. Help us to love one another in an inextricable kind of way. That we understand that what happens to me happens to you, that our lives are wrapped up together, that our destinies are intertwined and give us compassion. In the same way, God, give us compassion and love for each other in this fraught political space in which we find ourselves with voting rights rolled back, women's rights rolled back, civil rights rolled back, with rising anti-Semitism and racism and xenophobia, claiming our airways, our social media, our cable network news, and God, our schools, books banned about black folks and Latin folks, books banned about Asian folks and queer folks, as some would seek to keep the narrative white and straight and powerful. Have mercy on us, God, and help us to be good listeners of each other's stories, good exegetes of each other's stories. Help us to tell and listen to each other's stories so we might be changed, that each of us would develop a kind of double consciousness, a kind of ability to see through our own lens and through the lens of others. And God, we pray that you'll come by Minneapolis where yet another life is lost due to a no-knock warrant. Have mercy, God, on the families affected by this, this wanton violence on black bodies. 
have mercy on the people who are trying to reform, abolish, change, transform policing. Have mercy on the police officers seeking to do a good job and help them to be radical transformation agents inside their own police forces. I lift up today a police officer who's serving as a crossing guard saved a little girl's life by throwing her out of the way of a speeding car and jumping in front of it herself. We know that there are good people doing good jobs in all sectors of our nation's work. And we pray that you will help us route out what is broken, what is racist, what is harmful, what is wanton, what is classist, what is violent, everywhere we see it, by speaking truth to power and expecting you to partner with us. And God, on this communion Sunday, I ask you to come by here and touch us in the ordinary spaces, the spaces where we chat with each other, where we meet in the Zoom rooms, where we break bread with our children and our families and our elders, where we walk on the street with friends. Show up, God, in the everydayness of our lives that we might be sure that we belong to you and belong to one another, and that together we can make this nation a place that celebrates Blackness and celebrates Asian cultures and Latinx cultures and celebrates white ethnicity and all of the ways that we together are a human family. Bless our congregation as we seek to serve you in all our everythingness, Holy One. We pray this in the matchless and powerful name of the brown Jewish one that you sent into the world to heal us. Amen. I'm gonna ask you now to continue to pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples by saying, the prayer that you know the way you know it. Ever loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Middle family, be with you. Peace be with you. Creative. My black is in
inventive. My black is powerful. My black is real. My black is fierce. Peace be with you. I can tell the world, yes, about this. I can tell the nations, yes, that I'm blessed. I can tell the world, yes, about this. I can tell the nations, yes, that I'm blessed. I can tell the world. that y'all were going to be here. So um, let me get into my scripture. Today's scripture reading um, comes from Psalm uh, 138. Um, don't worry, y'all. I know there's some y'all worried. I will get back to the extra canonicals at um, some point, but for today, Psalm 138 reads as such. I give thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple 
and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness, for you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, she regards the lowly, but the haughty, she perceives from far away. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you perceive me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill her purpose for me. For steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. The written word of God, may it be a blessing to all who hear and receive. Just PS fam, um, if you are able to get yourself in a place where you can access the chat on whatever platform you're on, um, that would be helpful. I'm gonna need your participation for this one. Okay, thanks. If you're not able, it's fine. You can meet me and chat and chew after worship. Will you pray with me? Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Make me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Okay, so little known fact, um, I like scary movies. <laughs> I'm not talking about gory movies or deranged killers. I'm talking about vampires, werewolves, zombies, which I gotta say makes sense because I am the generation of Focus Focus and Thriller. Um, and I'll admit that that one Will Smith movie with the zombies messed me up. <laughs> but I have this tactic I employ called the waffle effect. <laughs> and when I sense things are getting ready to get really scary or something's gonna pop out, I cover my eyes with my hand, but I leave my hand splayed like this, my fingers splayed. And I view through like a little peek through. And then when the scary things happen, um, I shut my fingers real quick. It works most of the time. <laughs> and I definitely use that tactic during that movie. <laughs> um, I feel like I kind of missed the boat on the Walking Dead TV show. I don't know if any of you watched it. I might be the only scary movie person out there. You know, I'll check the chat and see. Um, hi, y'all, I see you, hey. Um, but yeah, I, I think I missed the boat on that one. There's like 10 episodes now, or 10 seasons rather, and that just feels really overwhelming for starting a show. But it has provided an all good fun some absent-minded uh, mental musings as I wash dishes or fold laundry about whether I'd survive a zombie apocalypse. And then I realized I kind of already was. We're all kind of out of our minds and bodies right now, just operating out of, out of rope, barely connecting to our, our beating hearts full of, of life, love, and, and very real pain. Even our check-ins with each other have become disconnected as we struggle to manage our own stresses, anxieties, depression, loss, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When we look into the eyes of another, more often than not, we are met with the wall they built to protect themselves. 
We are greeted instead with exhaustion, with feigned presence that's absent of, of light and life. We meet just a disconnected body. Now, I don't know if um, I would survive a zombie apocalypse, but I feel like I'm already living in one. And I wonder if I've already become one. I'm not trying to be judgy. It's definitely well understood. It's been a hell of a two years and all the attempts at, at, at self-care, all the endeavors to connect with each other are harder and harder to hold on to by the time you enter year three of a pandemic. I find myself missing my great aunt Martha Elizabeth Spells, my mom's aunt. We called her Aunt Bobby. I don't know why, but this here's a picture of her. Hope y'all can see. That's her there. That's my Aunt Bobby. And that's her sister, Elsie Coleman. Auntie Great, we called her. Um, this was one of their retirement parties. I'm not sure which. I'd have to take the back off of this picture to figure that out. But my Aunt Bobby was the one who um, would babysit us when there was no school and our parents still had to work or if our parents went on a trip or if they had errands, whatever. My Aunt Bobby was the one who we stayed with. And when I went off to college, she bought me my first car so I could come home whenever I wanted. Uh, we talked on the phone to each other all the time. And uh, she'd always say, well, I ain't want nothing. I was just calling. Do you have those people in your life? Do you make those sorts of calls? Ones where you're not calling to say anything at all, but the call itself says everything. Do me a favor and share some of those names in the chat so that we can lift them up together. Like I said, I, my Aunt Bobby was the person that I did this with, but my brothers and I do this now. I'll lift up uh, Jeremiah and James III. Let me see who y'all got in here. Who do y'all call? Let's see, let's see. Dean calls, Dean's mother, Kath calls dad, Karen calls Kimberly, Ben calls Jackie, ooh, Cookie, another mom, Catherine, aunties in Venezuela, brothers, Lonnie, Betty, hey, um, dad, Val, Natasha, and whole extended family, friend Trey, Jackie calls Rod, Diane calls um, her sisters, y'all got Pete Paula. Mimi, Bart, Todd, Rosenthal called her mom and grandmother when, when she was little. Aunt Margaret, Clinton, Marion Burrell, Lynn and Jewel, their mother-in-laws, mothers, sisters. My mom's name is Deborah, Cynthia. I see your sister's name is Deborah. Somebody calls their fifth grade teacher. I love that. Come on. Parents, sisters, nephew, friend, Jess. I just called. Stevie Wonder, the prophet Stevie Wonder would say, I just called to say, I love you. The author of this ancient hymn that I read earlier would say, um, I just called to say, thank you. This Psalm is part of the collection that focused on restoration and return from exile. So that tracks. When you reach out to the divine, what are you calling to say? Um, author Anne Lamott says there are three prayers we tend to pray, particularly during difficulty or hardship. Help, thanks, 
or wow. I'm sure a number of you have read her book and if you haven't, it's worth checking out, but briefly, the help prayer is a surrendering prayer. The thanks prayer is relief. And the wow prayer is a prayer of praise and wonder. The Psalm says, on the day I called, you answered me. The line isn't specific about why the psalmist was calling on God or what the psalmist said, just that the call was answered. Sometimes you're not calling to say anything at all, but instead the call says everything. And as a result of the psalmist calling, the strength of their soul was increased. Now, did y'all hear that? It wasn't what the psalmist said. It wasn't even what God said. Consider with me, not the ask or the intent of the call, but the action, the connection. See, we know from the context around this text that this was a psalm of praise and filled with hope. But stay with me on these two little lines. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. We have here, I called, you answered. And as a result of that act, of, of this connection, is an increase of strength of soul. Anybody listening today feel like they could use a strengthening of their soul? Anybody? I know this chat will let me know. A deep connection to God, even just the act of calling on her, does just that. The fortification to run on and see what the end is going to be comes from this continued connection with the divine. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we won't be tired. Child, your exhaustion is justified. But what I am saying to you is that you don't have to try to pull water from an empty well. There is a, a different connection point within you that can strengthen you, ground you, invigorate you, embolden you. You just have to call. Call on God like the psalmist did to say thank you, to, to praise God, to share your hopes for the future. Call on God like Anne said when you need help or are so awestruck you don't know what to say. Call on God like Stevie said just to say I love you, but also call on God for whatever reason you want. What will be your call to God? As Jackie says, it, it doesn't have to be some special words or an incantation. You can just talk to God. And that conversation can look any kind of way that works for you. Call on God through song like this psalmist did. Call on God through dance like David did. Call on God late in the midnight hour in, in, in the quiet of a, a space designated for such a time as this. Call on God in your whispers as you ride the train or drive around town. Call on God in your breath work or your affirmations or your meditations or mantras. Call on God through caring for others. Call on God through provisions you make for the community, whether you are making sandwiches for butterfly ministry or writing a check to help middle raise from the ashes. I bet you didn't know a check could be a prayer. I bet you didn't know bread and meat and a little lettuce and tomato could be a prayer. Call on God through protest. Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel said, when I was marching with Martin Luther King in Selma, my legs were praying. 
Call on God through the power of the pen or a paintbrush or chalk or maybe a little clay, but whatever your medium is. The point is, how will you call on God? Because once you call, beloved, you will feel your increase coming. You will feel the strengthening of your soul. And don't you mess around and make it a habit. <laughs> don't you do that. You do that. You do that. And you will do as Brother Lawrence wrote about. You will be practicing the presence of God. Letting God breathe in and out of every breath. Letting God into every activity from the most important to the most mundane. This strengthening of your spirit strengthens you. It fortifies you. It activates you. And this is the power you pour into your work. This is the power you pour into your activism. This is the power you pour into dismantling systems of oppression. Oh, to have old people filled with this life-giving spirit in our work instead of zombies walking around dead inside, reconnect. It is as easy as a call. You don't even have to know what to say. You can just start with, I ain't want nothing, just calling. It is in that simple act of connecting that God will answer. Ashe and amen. Natalie, Reverend Natalie, thank you so much for that phenomenal word. Just call, just connect, just get plugged in. And whoo, what? Don't make it a habit. Oh, girl, come on. Amazing. Amazing. You know, when we, when we first started being this version of Middle Church, you know, 20 years or so ago, me and Gordon Drott and a bunch of wonderful people on our team and that particular consistory, we sort of were critiquing ourselves sometimes saying that we were ritual light, that we were liturgy light, that we had light liturgy because we didn't do lots of words around baptism and lots of words around communion. We just kind of dived in and got to it. And I actually don't think that's liturgy light at all. I think the word liturgy means the work of the people. And what we understand is you, the people, are doing the work of these rituals, these communing rituals with God. So one way that we plug in, one way that we pray is this ritual of a monthly time to break bread together, to break bread together, to share cup together. So take a second. Take a second uh, and get your stuff. Get your bread, get your cup, get your, um, get your juice box, get your, get your readiness on. And I wanna um, get mine. And I want to remind you that this ritual of breaking bread and sharing cup, all of the world 
It is a way that people plug in to God, plug into source, plug into the strength that is the strength to fortify their lives. And it's a particular kind of Middle Eastern Jewish Palestinian ritual that's picked up by Rabbi Jesus at a Shabbat or a Sabbath meal where the beautiful ritual of bringing in the Sabbath on a Friday night includes sharing of cup and breaking of bread. It's the bread that we break. That is the ordinary stuff of wheat or corn, grain, milled. And when we break it together, in this moment, we dare to say that we are plugged in to God's love, tethered by an umbilical cord, if you will, through the one God sent in the world to love us, to God, through each other, to God. This is the body broken for us. When we eat it, we do so remembering the one who taught us to love. And in the same way, when we share this cup, it's ordinary stuff. I've got grape juice turned into wine. You might have apple juice pressed, water, ordinary stuff that when we share it together, we say this is a cup of blessing, a cup of blessing, a cup of a new covenant between us and God who loves us exactly as we are. We share this remembering the one who came to teach us how to love. When we break this bread, when we share this cup, we look back at a particular rabbi who taught us to love. And we look forward to a time when all of God's people everywhere will have enough to drink and enough to eat. And everyone will have enough. Let us pray. God, we're just calling to tell you we love you. We're grateful. We're thankful. We need nothing now but you, your breath, your spirit breathing through us. Amen. Hi there, my name is Thelma Buyuri, and my pronouns are she, her, and I am a member of Middle Church, as well as I have a great pleasure of being uh, one of your deacons for the next couple of years. Um, I serve both on the local level and on the consistory level uh, with the Collegiate Churches in New York. I am, uh, it, it is one of the great honors of my life, uh, my short life. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I'm really excited uh, to be here right now to tell you about joining the movement and to invite you to get involved if you haven't already. Um, I, uh, for me, when I became a member in 2017, I started to think more deeply about how I wanted, um, how metal made me feel. And I noticed that um, I felt more present um, in those pews uh, than I had ever felt, uh, or you know, in a general in a general sense, right? I I felt embodied. Uh, I, I my attention was there. I felt in community uh, and in communion with uh, the holy and with everybody there and with everybody outside of the this building uh, that is now ashes, uh, but. Uh, I still feel that way when I watch online. Um, I would encourage you guys to, to, you know, jump in as well. Uh, joining is really easy. Uh, you can become a member just by going to middlechurch.org and clicking the join us button, filling out the little stuff. Um, and uh, give your time as well if, if you feel compelled to create more of a reciprocal relationship. Um, also, uh, another great way to do so is to give uh, your money, your finances, your uh, treasure. Uh, and you can do that uh, by texting GIVE to 833-786-0733. Or you can Venmo um, at Middle Collegiate Church. Or, um, like me, uh, you can set up a recurring donation. If you do not know already, um, I want to tell you that... Uh, being in the consistory um, and making, building budgets and uh, watching these lovely uh, leaders that I look up to so much, uh, I can really tell you that um, we are very, very true to um, discerning uh, the will of the holy um, for your treasure for your finances and how they can help the movement and how they can help the greater community. Um, these people really care about you. Um, I care about you. I love you. Um, don't get me emotional. I, uh, th we'll end it here. Uh, love you, middle family. Sing a song of freedom loud enough for the next generation to hear. Sing it loud and resounding. Sing it bold, sing it with no fear. I've heard it said that years ago, emancipation was proclaimed. But when I look around society, I see our people are still in chains. But freedom is coming. I believe that every breath we take is one less till the shackles break. Freedom, freedom is coming. It's on the way. It's on the way. Sing a song of justice. Tell the people our marching will not be in vain. Sing it loud and triumphant. Though our feet may be weary and wracked with the pain of 400 years.
consistory for the incredible preaching gifts on this team and the particular word you gave Natalie today. Holy Roman, give you thanks. These are all our offerings, including the funds that we collected, the time of our ushers, the time of our deacons, the time of our choir, all the ways, God, that we want to give to your reign. We ask that you would bless it and multiply it so that we might be able to connect more people into your soul, God. Amen. Freedom, 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 freedom. Freedom. 
say or not is important. It's, it's it, that you build, if you have not already done so, a meaningful way in which to connect with the divine regularly. And if you already are, I'm wondering if there's a way that you can consider strengthening it, strengthening that um, connection, which often means um, inviting different ways um, than the ways that you usually do it. That is my prayer for you as you go into this week. Last week when I was doing the benediction, my baby Octavius was hit a howl. Mm -hmm. And he started crying and that's what you heard but didn't see. But that was his way of connecting to the source of his food, honey. Where is my mama? <laughs> Where is she? And so whatever it is, it might be a moan, it might be a cry, it might be what you say to yourself while you're flossing your teeth, it might be what you do while you want to walk, it might be what you do when you break bread, but Natalie and I want you to be plugged in, plugged in to the love that is here for you. No fancy words required, just call on God. And as you call, may you be assured that God is there. There will not be silence. There will not be no response. God is yes. always there for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you.